0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Agents of Shield season seven, episode
1: nine. As I have always been, all that right of this ad we have no control over. welcome to the marvel cinematic universe podcast my name is matthew carroll and i'm jeff randall and today we have a third voice on the cast uh, our friend and common writer inner over to the podcast matthew rainwater is on the show how you doing buddy i'm doing good nice to be on thanks for having me Absolutely, man. You are welcome. You are welcome. Welcome here anytime. Uh, just we we were talking. You were saying uh, you were saying over on I think it was Facebook that you uh, ha- were we're talking about starting some sort of radio show or something soon, right, or something like that. And, and I was like, Well, why don't you just come practice? Come be on with us. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a
2: uh, it's my dream job for when I get get done with what I'm doing right now uh, to be a radio talk show host. So I'm going to pursue that probably next year.
1: That's rad man that's rad um, nice. yes yeah. you know I I started podcasting just purely because I really like podcasts and I would I would answer back audibly anyway um, but part of what made made Jeff the guy I called to start this one was because he had uh, he had the dream of being a voice actor at the time and I was like Jeff yeah you you want to be on a microphone like it's not the same exact thing but you you want to talk into a mic how about you come and get some practice and then we ended up doing this for six years and here we are
2: i'm glad you guys are around you you brighten my day and give me many of hours of
1: entertainment while i'm driving around thanks man that means a lot to us it really really does it's funny that your initial reaction uh matthew
0: Matt, Carol.
1: Damn it. Too, too many Matthews. Too many <laughs> Matthews. You can just call me Matt. That's fine. I, okay.
0: So it's funny that your initial reaction is, oh, thank you. And then mine is like, get your tongue out of my asshole, Gary. <laughs> remember the movie Snatch?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I do remember Never the movie Snatch. It. I don't remember that line.
0: I, All right. Yeah. It's when the guy was sucking up to Bricktop.
1: Yeah. Don't.
0: Bricktop is just basically like, stop it.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to explain who Bricktop was. And I was like, okay, nah. that's enough. You we get it. It's a snatch reference. People who get it, get it. People who don't. I thought you were like, it's when the guys uh, do that to Bricktop. Bricktop is the character who did this. <laughs> when he did that, did it, there actually a great joke last night on John Oliver where he stopped the middle of a really intense story about uh, the Uyghurs in China uh, and, and, and all the craziness that's going on there, uh, the genocide, basically. And, uh, and he, he, he in the middle of it, he just took a moment and said, it's like Minority Report. If you don't remember Minority Report. And then he took five minutes and explained in detail the entire plot of Minority Report. It was one of the best jokes I've ever heard, because <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. He just explained in detail the entire plot of Minority Report, and then continued talking about the weirds. It was, it was really, really funny. Was it relevant? Was no. it exactly like the plot of Minority Report? Yes, but all he had to say was, it's like Minority Report, but instead of doing that, he went super in-depth. <laughs> yeah, it's for the people who haven't seen Minority Report. Right, right, but right. But who hasn't
0: seen Minority Report? Some people who needed that discussion.
1: Joel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're here to talk about Shield today. Uh, yeah, the most we're recent not talking episode. about Minority Report. We're season talking about seven, Shield. Season seven, episode nine, Ball of Sadness. Um, that's the name, right? Ball of Sadness. Yeah.
2: Uh, <sighs> I, I think that would
1: work. Feels like it should be sadness. Yeah. Sadness storm. Are you just taking words and switching them together?
0: (laughs) Are you just taking words and putting them together? (laughs) Yes, I um... (laughs) am.
2: That was my favorite line of the show.
1: I loved that line. There's a lot of great... This this episode, let me just say... I mean, we've been saying this a lot this season, uh, but this might be one of my favorites because of the extreme... Extreme depths in different directions that it goes. It is one of the funniest episodes with lines like that. Um, Mm -hmm. It is one of my favorite because I love time travel stories. I love Groundhog Day. I love all all of those types of uh, uh, of stories. Uh, And then. And so the action's a lot of fun. It goes really deep on, like, really good action. And, like, it's plot-heavy. It's, like, super plot-heavy. There's tons of... They go through all these different attempts to save the ship. I love all of that. And then on top of that, the scene with Enoch is one of the saddest scenes I've ever seen on television because it is so relatable and it is so um, perfect discussion of death and grief and life and the cycle that we're all in I wrote down that entire conversation because I just was I it was super meaningful to me a lot of you know I've been writing songs about uh, things and I'm seriously considering like trying to take that speech and turn it into a song because I freaking love that entire speech it's yeah. really wonderful
0: Ode to Enoch needs to be your next single
1: it might
2: be I thought that scene was heart wrenching
0: for sure
1: get it get it yes yes i do <sighs> okay <laughs> Come, so, it was heart-wrenching really, really really pulls your heart out yeah <laughs> someone said something like that it was i don't know it might have been you on, on online someone said something like that to me online it's like no not okay <laughs> too soon too, too soon. soon
2: i think i said it was heartbreaking
1: that that's what it was yeah yeah i really but
2: it, i mean no matter what it does tug at the heartstrings
1: yeah, it does it disconnects the heartstrings um <sighs> rapidly Man, at that moment, at that mo- they did this last week, by the way, and I didn't mention it. I meant to in our conversation last week. Last week, the moment when there's this thing, there's this thing in um, the Whedon-esque like, film book, the, the playbook of Whedon-esque shows, <laughs> where you build tension, build tension, and then someone does something simple to remove the tension, and they do it It's, uh, it's in Age of Ultron when Vision picks up the hammer. It's like the tension is raising and raising and raising, and then Vision picks up the hammer, and all yeah. all doubt is removed. And last week, there was this great tension with um, Yo-Yo about picking up the obelisk, or not the obelisk, the... Uh, diviner the diviner yeah. yeah and then she just picks it up and it's like the 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 strings are building and this tension's raising and then she just lifts up the diviner well this was that moment but on top of that it was tons of sadness with him just pulling his heart out and and, and the line he says right after he's like uh i did what is needed apparently yeah that was the thing because you know he he
2: came across he was like but apparently made him think, or it implies that he wasn't 100% certain that was what was needed, but right. he did it anyway.
1: Yeah. How could he be? Because he's dealing with this situation where uh, the, the, this group is telling him that they're in a time loop. They're telling him all this, but he trusts them so much. He's like, they're like, you can't expect Enoch to do this. This is blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and they're like, Enoch, what did you do? And he says, what, what needed to be done, apparently. Like you just, he's, he trusts them and he's ready to do what's needed to save his friends. And that's, that moment is freaking amazing.
0: As I have always been.
1: Mm. (sighs) That's his last words. As I have (sighs) always been, which actually gave me theories. um, Because that makes me think that maybe he is, he has been in a loop. You know what I mean? Like, maybe this episode is a clue to the larger Enoch story, and this is the end of that story. But, like, he says Fitz, he was my friend, he always has been. And, he's, and he says he never felt this way until he met this crew of S.H.I.E.L.D. But what if he met this crew of S.H.I.E.L.D. on a previous time through some sort of time travel loop? We know he's been on Earth for thousands of years. And, mm-hmm. and, and then he says that, as as I have always been, as he dies. And it made me think, like, maybe there's a deeper uh, Enoch story that we don't know.
2: Maybe he'll be part of the TVA
1: pop very possibly if they, if they go that way or maybe we'll encounter him again, like a previous version of Enoch, uh, in the final episodes of the season.
0: You know, if they do that, it might sap the emotional weight of this episode.
1: It could, unless they do it right. There, there's going to be something very interesting at the end of the season. And, and getting on to a totally different topic, not that I really want to leave Enoch, because I could talk about Enoch all day. Um, but we, <laughs> we have tons of feedback about this episode. And I think Enoch hit everybody hard, so we're, we got lots to talk about. Um, but to get away from Enoch for a second, there's also the idea of what happened to Simmons. And her when they remove her implant, how she freaks out. Yep. Yeah. She freaks out with the I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, what have I done? Yeah. So, what is she, what has she done? What <laughs> has she done? What is she trying to fix? And what was, so like she's been telling us this entire season the reason she has this implant is because she can't uh, know what's going on because she has to protect Fitz. That doesn't seem like the case to me anymore. I think the reason she has this is because whatever she did, she can't function with that knowledge.
2: See, I, I took it as her just being regret, you know, like when she pulled it out saying, what have I done? Because now she knows that the chroma can get, get to fits through her because of what she's going to be remembering.
1: Hmm. That's that. That is an in, totally interesting point. I like that as a possibility, but the, at least as I understood it, the Chronicoms only can do that if they capture her or whatever you know the, at least at least that's what they've said but we that may be right that may be exactly right i took it as something that she has done in the future was so bad and dark that she she needed to remove the memories to be able to move forward and do what she's doing but yeah there's only
0: one thing that i can think of that would fit that description and it makes me really upset
1: that she possibly hurt Fitz. That she possibly killed Fitz. Yes. Or, uh, what if Fitz wanted Ugh. to what if this was the plan she wanted to do to save all their friends and Fitz was against it and she had to kill Fitz to, to get this plan in action and she realizes what she's done in that moment to, to make all this happen. She had to, the sacrifices she's had to make.
2: I don't think there's any way Simmons would kill Fitz. I just don't... I think I think that because of their story and their love for each other, I think they would let everybody else die before they killed each other. That's just me, though. I could mm. be wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> as much as the writers seem to hate Fitz and Simmons, uh, it's the one emotional point that they haven't hit yet is having one of them kill the other.
1: <laughs> 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 They've separated them in every other possible way, but not that one. So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but think about it. The entire thing is the love for those
2: two or between those two, nothing will ever keep them separated forever. You know, they're always since season one or season two, whenever they first actually started to get together, they've always been just like after each other, trying to make everything, you know, get together no matter what separates them. They get together. I, I would have a hard time believing something would happen to make either one kill the other.
1: I agree. I agree that that's that is what makes it what would make it so tragic but at the same time <laughs> like well and also it might have been a choice she made and then didn't in, there may have been unintended consequences like maybe she made the choice to do this mission despite Fitz's uh you know telling her not to. And then in the last moment, Fitz tries to stop her. And then he's halfway in, halfway out of the time ship or something like that. You know, like something, something horrible happens and she didn't mean to do the thing, but the, the action she took led to Fitz's death. Um, that's a possibility. and, And then, you know, that's the thing is like, what if, what if this is the story she goes through all of this stuff, saves the entire universe because she stops the chronicoms. And then the story is her telling Fitz and Simmons, a young version of them to never get on the ship and just be together. A young Fitz and Simmons helping in the Mm -hmm. cleanup, helping in the cleanup of the battle of New York. You know, maybe she like, maybe she's the version of Simmons that never gets to be with Fitz, but she's able to make sure there is a version of them together. I don't know. That mm, you get into
0: you get into time stream shenanigans, which they've already done. In oh yeah, season.
1: no, they've already like clearly established that they can't erase themselves.
0: Yeah, like all of this is just crazy, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, whatever. And that that though seems to kind of push toward breaking logic. Like that that makes me want to put down my suspension of disbelief and be like, no. Mm, That doesn't make any damn sense. No, I
1: mean, it already doesn't make sense. The only way this makes sense is they have dammed up the river and they're in a different universe at this point. Yeah. Because uh, Mac's parents died. He would lose all of his memories up till now or whatever of his parents. Um, You know, uh, apparently uh, Zha Ying's history is now very different. Um, Zha Ying apparently never killed a daughter or never and never had lost a daughter which would probably change her view of Daisy um, and, and probably change her altogether you know there's a lot of things that are already very different
2: yeah yeah, far cry from uh, ripples not waves
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah they're uh, kind of missed the mark on that one but it's fine the thing that we really need to talk about with this episode though is uh, that kiss yeah we do that making out
1: with Daisy and Sousa
2: now does Sousa remember that?
1: No, probably not no, he does not, but it was it was really it was a really nice kiss and the entire thing of them getting together kind of and having that conversation um, he says you know I, I know you' I know people like you some of my favorite people are people like you I, that whole entire exchange was wonderful
0: my uh, my my wife at the moment rather. Let me rephrase that. At the time that we watched that, my wife spoke up and was just like, just admit it. You love strong women. Just say it.
2: Your wife at the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's
0: technically true. <laughs> hey,
2: I've gone, I've gone through two wives. I know what you're talking about. So.
0: <laughs> they just don't seem to last.
2: <laughs> you'll, you'll never have to go through life saying my first ex-wife.
1: Ooh. Let's hope. The feeling is lonely, but it is temporary. <laughs> Jeff Randall on marriage. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I
0: often cite Enoch for most of my relationship
1: advice. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, the entire thing is wonderful. He definitely loves strong women, and I, I think he says as much. You know, he says they're focused on the greater good, even at their own expense. They always end up with friends, even though they act like they love being alone. Uh, they hate losing, and she's like, everybody hates losing. And he says, not like you though. Um, and and then not like this, not like Sky, not like Sky. Well, he, and he's he's got to
2: move on. I mean, you know, you know, if I lost my lost my girlfriend to Captain America. I wouldn't feel so bad. I'd be like, all right, I can see that. That's kind of fair. Yeah, so I yeah. get some time. It gives them permission to move on and go with, uh, um, Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It
0: does. Yeah. Like I, you cannot, you are incapable, no matter who you are, you're incapable of competing with Steve Rogers for the affections of a woman, <laughs> just yeah. a mm-hmm. woman who is alive. None of you, none of you are good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> And you're shameful to think that you might be.
2: I would go with delusional. <laughs>
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: That is very true. Very true. Uh, well, any other like major points in this episode? I mean, there's so much, but let, I mean, we have so many feedbacks that we can probably just get to them and that will probably lead us back to all the things we missed. Um, you guys ready to dive into feedback or any other major points y'all want to touch?
0: Uh, Deke's dead. Should we be sad?
1: dick's Dick's dead very do we need to be sad about that we do not
0: (laughs) it
2: it came across to me that uh um colson's really regretting being an lmd now
0: oh yes oh yeah
2: yeah i think that's another big one is i don't i don't know that we're gonna see him after the end of the show
1: I think he's gonna he's gonna find a way to sacrifice himself for good. Mm, I don't know. Enoch said your friends will survive, but the team will not. So, like, what does that mean? The friends will survive, but then again, does that mean in in this version, or is that some other version that is going to exist after this whole time travel shenanigans are over?
2: What if they retcon it and make the LMD Colson the one that died in Avengers?
1: <laughs> that would be uh, it, that would be an interesting scene where like they end up on the helicarrier and he go, he jumps in and takes the takes the scepter for his other self uh, I think it would, it would raise probably too many questions because all the shield would know he's a robot <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a fun idea
2: what if he's been an LMD the entire time and that's how they are able to bring him back from what? Fiji? Uh, Tahiti. Tahiti.
1: Tahiti. There you go. Fiji. Tahiti. This, they rhyme. We do see his like <laughs> physical brain in that scene being worked on though. There's no positronic nature to his brain. He's a he was a man as far as we know in Tahiti. Yeah. True. Okay, but I, you know, they could, the thing is they could do anything now that they have pretty much just abandoned the original timeline, which I think means we're in a different timeline than the Avengers movies at this point, or at least, you know, everything post, uh, I don't, I don't even know, man, or we're not, or we're joining the timeline, uh, yeah, it's hard to know. <laughs> okay. uh, it's either that they're completely abandoning it or they're sinking back up with it
0: entirely.
2: Yeah. I, I can see now what, like after this episode, when they jump out, jump back into t- into timeline, being in the Avengers 2012 timeline.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if this all is leading to the idea that like they missed, you know, the the, the end game snap last time? they cause what if they what if they They now know by going back in time and doing all of this they caused the timeline where the end game snap happened like maybe it never happened but like what, what are you talking about a five year gap and they're like uh or the blip or whatever you know and they're mm-hmm. like well, that didn't happen in our timeline. Like, yeah, that's because of the time travel stuff you guys have been doing. You caused Thanos to win. And then they have to help in-game, or, uh, you know, that that was Infinity War, and then they have to actually help in-game versions of the Avengers to complete their mission. Like, they're in the background of in-game. That could be pretty great.
2: <laughs> That'd be awesome.
0: That might be fun. I think that, I think that they're so far... Um, away from movie physics and logic and, and events that, um, it's really mostly just so that they don't
1: have to be beholden to it anymore. Right. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I do think that, um, most of the things they have retconned up till now, though, were TV things. Like all the things they've changed, all the zha Ying stuff, the Whitehall stuff, the Nathaniel stuff, like all these things, these changes, the 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 Mac stuff, like all the changes that have been made, have all been TV changes. So they've 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 yet to change anything from the from the movie universe. Well, they're not allowed to. Well, they could if they're if they're abandoning (laughs) that universe. But if they're bringing it in line with that universe, then it makes absolute sense. That's fair. That's fair. Like you can change anything you want about the first seven seasons of uh, Agents of Shield or six seasons, if none of it was ever in the timeline, and then this this season is the only one that actually happens in the timeline with the Avengers. <sighs> similar it. similar events could happen, but damn, know, this whole time travel stuff. I kind of love it because it would be like, you know this version of Colson that existed all that got to continue existing in his own little universe, even though maybe none of that happens in the actual Avengers timeline, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. then, but then that Colson still gets to go on and affect the Avengers timeline. I, I, I kind of <laughs> love that the, that ha- that could have happened, you know? I like the idea
0: that, uh, this, uh, yeah uh, the the timeline that agents of shield has been in the whole time is the uh, the one where Loki escapes. Yeah, sure. Cuz then they could, you know, like we've been saying, they could form the TVA.
1: Yeah, no that 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 could absolutely be uh, they could end, They could end there. You know, we keep talking about where they'll end. You know, and I do think yeah. the final episode will be some sort of big crossover it's just this whole thing sprung out of Avengers, and they could go back and see the time traveling Tony Stark and Captain America, and then you know, uh, in, encounter that Loki, and that spawns the TVA. I just don't know if they're going to do that. I feel like this is the ending of this series, so that um, Feige can take over control of this story. You know. Or like, yeah, I feel like yeah. you're trying to close the loop on on most of Agents of Shield stuff. Even though I would love to see them go forward in some form.
0: Yeah, dude, we've only got four
1: episodes left. I know. That's crazy. It's real sad. <laughs> uh well let's dive, let's dive into feedback. Uh we've got yeah. tons, tons of feedback. I mean, we often talk about getting a lot of feedback and uh we're trying to keep up guys, but I I think we have like six full pages of feedback here uh for this week. So, let's uh just, 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 just for shield related. Just for shield, then not to mention our other whatever eight eight pages of other types of feedback. So, let's get into it so as not to make just the shield cast two and a half hours long. Why not? let's do it all right guys if y'all if y'all are down i guess i'll edit that <laughs> <laughs> now i've got too much work to do Uh, Let's see. Guryat Motharu
0: says, I'm currently listening to the 7X08 podcast. And when you guys mentioned the game of Hot Potato with Yo-Yo's necklace, I think that's referring to the last few episodes of season three, when Daisy sees Lincoln's death in the Quinjet explosion and sees the necklace floating around in the final
1: moments before the ship explodes. Good call, Guryat. I had forgotten completely about that. But yeah, she sees a a, a shot of the future and the necklace is involved in that in the Quinjet jet explosion. And so sh- the, the whole thing is like, who's going to end up with the necklace, which was a little silly, but I, I yeah, that definitely helps me know what they're talking about. With the hot potato. I think it was 084. Who wrote that in? Oh, eight, probably. Oh, eight, four has the best memory for, uh, and anger yacht. Apparently you guys have the best memory for this show. I think I responded to Gurgat and said, uh, yeah, we, Thank you. You guys are keeping us like knowing what's going on because some of these references are so deep. Like I don't know what's happening.
0: Like it's not. It's not just us remembering and talking about stuff. It's we're we're pulling from the community. We have uh, this is basically a uh, uh, fan sourced or crowd sourced uh, podcasting. Oh, for sure. Always. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up, Andre Sparks says, "I know a feedback episode. Uh, a listener asked if." Anyone should get an award for their work. Well, I can say for sure that after this episode, for sure Joel Soffer, Enoch should get one. Give that man an Oscar win for the best performance in a television series. It's not Oscars for television, but I agree.
1: Yeah, he he should definitely win an Emmy for this. I like I I know that he never will cuz it's not like a respected medium half the time, but like man, this I even more so than him. And I think he's a great performer. Like he, he, him, the way he plays that character, it's so inherently comedic and inherently, um, got a lot of pathos to it. Um, but this episode is incredibly well directed. Like I, I could absolutely see this winning for like, you know, best direction or whatever. It's really, really well done. It's like fairly simple bottle episode, but like the pacing, um, I didn't mention it earlier, but Enoch, be- beating up the team multiple times is such a love letter to how powerful and funny Enoch can be, but then also turning and being so sad. It's just so good, man. It's so good. Yeah,
2: he does deadpan better than anybody I've seen. Yes, yes. Gotta say, I'm not. A, I was never a huge fan of Enoch as a character, but the way, but this episode he played it. It was played really well, and it played up to him, and I totally enjoyed it. Uh, his death was sad. And for somebody who wasn't a huge fan of the character, that says a lot, at least in my mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. If you can pull the non-believers around... Yeah, <sighs> I don't. I don't know if you're allowed on the rest of the podcast since you didn't like Enoch. I. Uh, it's it's, it's <laughs> fresh That's why I didn't lead off with it. <laughs> <laughs> Save that to the end. Wait until we were too deep for you to edit me out. <laughs> we can't kick him off now. We'll seem like jerks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we'll just edit everything he says out, it's like who are they talking to? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, force it at him you, guess. I don't think anything could happen to Zha Ying that would make our Daisy just disappear. If that was how it worked, Mac would have lost 40 years worth of memories of his parents when they were killed, and he wouldn't need Deke to tell him about his 10-year-old self.
1: That is true. So yep. this is yeah. just further confirmation that we are in a different timeline at this point.
2: Are yeah. we, though? Are we? I mean, okay, so, so looking at the, the way they explained... The uh, uh, what the timeline in Endgame, right? That when they when they do something, it's a different path. It branches off, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. would they? Would he? Because the 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 you know, your present is always going to be existing. Just because his parents stopped existing, he's already in existence. That's not going to change anything. So, are they in a separate timeline, or is it just that? Well, he's 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 already existing. Are we going by Back to the Future rules, or are we going back, or are we going to? the uh, other rules that oh,
1: they're this, talking about. Uh, the, it's the end game rules for sure. It's just with the added benefit of the time stream, which means those same branches happen, but there is some sort of force, I'm going to call it preservation of energy, that causes those, those streams to want to reconnect. So if a small thing happens, the branch happens. If anything happens, it causes a branch in the timeline, right? Yeah. And then... That timeline, supposedly, if it's a small enough thing, it wraps around and re-meets with itself. So it becomes the same timeline again. The The problem is, when something big enough happens, you know, ripples, not waves. When a big wave or a dam happens, it splits off. The, and that's what uh, the ancient one is saying when she's talking about the different timeline. Those dark timelines where the time stone wouldn't exist. Those timelines <clears throat> would be so dark... Uh, because there's some, this big event happened of losing the stones um, but in the I think at this point they have done some pretty large things and, and they've basically rewritten the entirety of their own backstory at least so it's really hard to think that they could reconnect to the to to a, to a previously existing timeline but I, I may be wrong
2: we'll see yeah. at the end of, maybe hopefully
1: yeah
0: and the way that you describe it though, with it being like um small diversions that that join back up, you know, at a later time with the the time stream.
1: Yeah. Um that's the way Deke <laughs> describes it in the first episode of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, how it just kinda goes around it. Um that reminds or that the first thing I think of is like, okay, it's it's fibrous then, so it's like a like a muscle fiber. How it, it's all, you know, doing the same things, all going the same way, but it splits off in certain spots depending on, you know, what needs to happen.
1: Yeah, I can see that anyway yeah i definitely see the like muscle fiber look to it at least like that like yeah
0: from a visual perspective yeah i was, I was
1: I've, i'm sitting here thinking about visualizing it I, I love back to the future it's one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite scenes is when they sit down and describe what's happening <laughs> in back to the future 2 when doc describes like this is the current 1985 by going back to 1955 you created this branch timeline and now you we are here and jennifer is here and the timeline has changed around her and I'll, i love all that stuff i just freaking love i love that but this is very much that same thing that scene with um that scene with the ancient one and then that scene with deke are are explaining this process and I, i i love i love that the mcu seems to be coming together on a form of time travel that allows for paradoxes but also allows for causality to to occur you know things things matter meh maybe None of it matters, man. It's all TV.
0: <laughs> all of it's fiction.
1: <laughs> it matters within the world is what
0: I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> oh, wait. for says, since I sent you guys more than a few tweets this week, I'll keep the email short. This was my favorite episode of the season so far. Amazing character development for Colsonbot, Enoch, and Daisy, and amazing character moments for most of the cast. Sousa comparing Daisy to maybe the greatest person who ever lived without managing to say the name was cute, and I can't help but ship it. Something to keep in mind is that Daisy has had quake powers for about four years, including weird time skips and jumps that the show has made. As of 1983, Malik has had them for seven years and counting so it should be interesting to see what he's done with his powers in the meantime and how the team takes him down. Simmons breaking down when she gets her memories back has to be a tease for the heartbreaking flashback episode whenever it comes. Uh, But at this point, I can't feel entitled to anything beyond what the show is giving me. Following these characters so far has been such a treat, and I'm going to appreciate these last four episodes without breaking myself down with nitpicks. Until next
1: time. Sweet. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm with you. I, Nathaniel is going to be a real problem for the team, especially now that he has I mean, at this point we don't know how long where they are in time. We don't know how long he's had his powers and now we have no idea how long um Daisy's older sister will have had her powers.
0: I it looked a lot like Lash. And I stand by the fact that it looked a lot like Lash with the whole you know arcing energy into a certain spot kind of
1: thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I think they're
2: Anna. setting up for a uh, Daisy and her sister to get into a big fight.
1: Oh, for sure, and, absolutely, and Nathaniel. Uh, and I have a feeling it's going to be Nathaniel or Nathaniel facing off with Coulson bot, uh, as O A four called them. And um, you know, because that's going to be it's going to be the like sort of we're getting a very like mirror universe sort of like the dark mentor uh with the young like dark sith padawan or whatever uh, facing off with the jedi version of that you know like with colson and daisy and and they're getting gonna end up with about the same amount of time i bet like to work together or more time you know because now like they like said nathaniel's had years and if they jump for, we don't know where they jumped out but i'm guessing they jumped out more in a further distant future than nathaniel and um the girl we're working. I think her his powers, about her powers by the way look more like, um, like almost like a fire fireball kind of like like she looks like she's shooting fireballs, especially in that final scene where she's breaking the glasses.
2: Where she's shooting fireballs and breaking the glass.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, and I think Yo Yo.
2: Now that she's just super fast and doesn't have to return, she can just run around the fireballs and knock her out.
1: That's a good point. Yo Yo will definitely sure. be involved in the final battle. Unless the team is over at that point, for for whatever reason. Yeah. Hmm. Your friends will survive, but the team will not. Like That that, that phrase keeps coming back to me, because I keep thinking about where these, you know, in a a show, you kind of expect a few of the big characters to die, and it seems like that's not going to happen. At least Daisy's friends won't, which make me think maybe Daisy will. I don't know. That's more of a TV convention. Final episode, you <laughs> kind of expect some some deaths, right? Final episode of an adventure series. Should we create a Deadpool for the show? Yeah, we should. Agents the Shield Deadpool. Well, but see, yeah, it's dead though because now whoever gets Daisy is has a distinct advantage. We should have. <laughs> 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 can we can we jump back in time and and do that? yeah just uh we'll have to fix the time drive but it might take a while uh maybe like i don't know 97 different loops or so a considerable amount of time (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: all right looks like next up we got an email from vin i was wrong large capital letters love when people can admit that I love when other people can admit that. (laughs) He says, hey guys, so you know how I said I wasn't excited for this? I was beyond wrong. This episode made me cry. Coulson's talk to Daisy was the first step of my emotions on how uh, he will see everyone die in the end because someone else chose for him to live. That made Mm. Daisy and Coulson's connection mean so much more. Daisy and Sousa made me so happy. And Enoch, oh my gosh, he felt so Robot Vin Diesel during his speech talking about family. This is also the first time we get to hear about <laughs> Fitz, and straight up, Fitz is dead. Enoch said, Fitz was my best friend. Yeah, he's super dead. <laughs> I was so wrong about how this episode would go. The beginning was a little slow, but then it made me love the team dynamic so much more. I was wanting so much more action uh, this season that I was blinded by how well these characters work together. This episode was great and I will never judge an episode of any show by its preview again. Thanks for making weeks less slow Vin.
1: Mm. Well, thank you, Vin. And uh, that's a great idea. You never want to judge a show based on a trailer. Uh, Just stick around for about 30 minutes. We're going to do that. Um... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do exactly the wrong thing. Uh, man, Vin has a lot to say here. Uh, yeah. So... Oh, he was my best friend. He said was. I know. He said was. I remembered, Matt. Oh, I remembered no. it during the episode. I, 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 I forgot to mention it earlier. Yeah, he does say oh, w- no. he was my best friend. Which, after her saying what she said, made me really suspicious about Fitz.
0: Oh no, Matt. Oh no. Oh <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, it's not good, man. It's not looking good for Fitzy. And, and what does that mean? Does that mean we're not going to get Fitz this season at all? I sure hope we do. I would be... I'm already mad. Like, yeah, I would be furious. Yeah, we're three-fourths through and no Fitz.
2: Yeah, I'm currently re-watching all of Smallville. I'm on the last season. Maybe it's going to be like what they did with Lex Luthor, and he just pops up at the last episode...
1: You know, at this point, it's looking like that's the case. Like that's almost all they have left. It's bullshit. Unless uh, in this, you know, and we're about to watch the trailer here in a few minutes. But uh, unless this whole thing with um, with her taking out the implant has caused something with the Chronicoms or with fits, like. She had that implant for a reason. We don't know yet if it was a personal reason or if it was a reason related to the mission. And then maybe taking it out itself is the thing that can alert the chronicoms. Maybe there's something in her you know what I'm saying? Like maybe some somehow that alerted the It did, but they're chronicoms. I don't know. There might be there might be reset. repercussions. Repercussions was the word I was trying to think of earlier.
2: Uh, uh, it, it could have also just been the fact that um, Enoch was talking about he was my best friend because Enoch was dying and he knew he was going to die. His way out? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: It could have been, but just a lot of there's a lot of things that are that are pointing us toward hey maybe Fitz is dead. It's starting to line up a little bit.
2: Uh, yeah, but then
0: again Simmons is
2: is. So, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A it about the, chron- the, the Chronicoms cannot know where Fitz is. So she keeps talking about him in present tense, like he's currently alive.
1: That's what she keeps saying, but there's something she's caused herself to forget. And I have, I, I have a feeling what that might be is that Fitz is dead, and that's all part of the deception that's happening here, is that she doesn't, one of the reasons she doesn't want, like and this is really heartbreaking and 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 it's really toxic from her character's perspective but like what if part of her saying to kill her before taking this implant out is because she never wants to experience remembering that event ever again i sincerely hope you're wrong i I, me me too man me too
0: (laughs) right so say we all
1: (laughs) all right guys we'll be right back after this short ad break
0: Alright, next up, Robert T. Frost says on Facebook, episode 709, this episode reminds me of the movie ARC, spelled A-R-Q. Protagonist trapped in a time loop caused by a time device that has and uses great energy. That said, I very much enjoyed Elizabeth Henstridge's directorial debut in a very technical episode to orchestrate. I've seen many people online celebrating Daisy and Susie's kiss. I'm sorry, not my moment, not my ship. In fact, I'd like to sink this ship. Permanently, please give me the tight caring bond that two soldiers in combat can experience. Lastly, my theory for the end of the series: Will we make it back to 2012, where Sousa can become the police officer we see in the Avengers, and will LMD Coulson infiltrate the Helicarrier and replace Coulson Prime <laughs> and pull him out of history, much like they did for Sousa? This theory relies on the predication that they may have, or sorry. The theory relies on the predication that they have mixed up all the timelines and are not interested in trying to reset it back to the original PS. Would Kevin Feige even allow this level of tampering till next episode, your friend,
1: Bob. All right. all right. I, I, I'm actually loving this idea more and more. The idea that Colson could grab himself out of time. Actually pretty much the whole team could do that. Like they've all gone through really dark stuff this year. Uh, you know, obviously Simmons has gone through something horrible. Fitz has gone through something so horrible that he's seen his shadow and refuses to emerge again. Um and <laughs> Matt, Mac has lost his parents. Like all 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 these, these characters are dark. I don't know, man. I'm just I thinking like they talked about the team not existing anymore. Like, what if they basically are able to like create a version of the team without all of this stuff that, that it's like built from their earlier versions or something or, or I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of love the idea of Coulson, like the real legit, like normal everyday Coulson, like they, he dies and then you wake up a, a pre Tahiti Coulson has been pulled out of the time pulled out of his death. And he, be he starts like his own version of this that would exist in the real MCU or whatever that though is, is colson without
0: all this experience from the show so you're basically resetting colson to square one where he's never been director he's never had his hand chopped off he's never had anything bad happen like it's all all of that emotional weight of everything that's happened in the show would be completely just dropped and reset and like, up, oh, we could just go back and grab our old selves and not have to deal with any of our baggage anymore. And I don't think that that would be great writing.
1: I I agree a hundred percent that it would be that, but it also it wouldn't erase the characters that it currently exists. They'd still have to go do something. These characters wouldn't cease to exist. They, as we've discussed, they 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 exist in this timeline. Um, they would just have to. They'd just be able to create sort of these idealized versions of themselves um, or, or, you know, save themselves from some of the pain that they've gone through the uh, these other versions while continuing to own that in their own characters. I don't know.
0: Well, if if we're talking about a character sacrificing themselves where their old version should have either been died or injured... Then, yeah, we are talking about them
1: not existing anymore. Yeah, th- that's true. With With Coulson specifically, that's true. I'm talking about the, the rest of them, I guess. Um, but, yeah, Coulson would have to get stabbed through the heart, although he could move his heart. <laughs> 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 Who's <laughs> to say that a stabbed also they can rebuild his body? So, like, they can just print a new Colson. <laughs> yeah, they, they print a spare Colson, send that Colson <laughs> into the moment where, up. where Loki kills him, and then you've yeah. got this new Colson who can continue on. Um, yeah, like, they, make they, sure that you have a daily day of backup. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> do, they do, they do, they do it, they do it on altered carbon.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: just uh, ensure that failover is active, and there you go yeah whatever computer stuff you said (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Coulson clusters that's what uh, that's what we need to see
1: (laughs) yeah actually the idea of them printing multiple Coulsons and letting them run around and do things in the final episode is not bad (laughs) Oh yes, oh dude, like an Agent Smith
0: type of thing, yeah. In like Matrix Reloaded, yeah. No, the, uh, yeah. Either the it, second or third one, yeah.
1: Either one, uh, yeah. The, a bunch of colson's running around doing whatever, whatever needs to be done. Like, we don't, <laughs> we we don't have a big enough team for that. And he's like, and we don't. He's like, we could print some, we could print some more Coulsons. And he's like, but we don't have times, like. Where we we have all the time in the world, we have a time machine, and they go back in time and just spend spend years producing Coulsons. So in the last battle, they just have an army of Coulsons, a considerable amount of Coulsons. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, considerable amount of Coulsons. CAC. They form the. They don't form the TVA. They form the CAC. The, the considerable amount of Coulsons. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. That's so dumb. So... Hopefully, they don't,
2: they don't call it cack.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they they include the technology that uh, that Ultron had in his legs to like propel him, you know, in a in a flying manner. <laughs> so he's just flying, Colson. He becomes Agent Smith in Revolutions.
1: Is, I just keep wanting to make Back to the Future references, and I apologize, but they're like. We can't fly. We don't have your car. And he's like, where well, we're going, we don't need cars. And then you like, just <laughs> <laughs> rocket ships up.
0: No, no. <laughs> uh,
2: I gotta rewatch Back to the Future.
0: He gets, he gets a ton of Coulsons and they all have their own version of the flying car that he has.
1: The Corvette. Yes. Just like uh, an, an army of flying Coulsons in flying red cars shows up a la the helicarrier in uh, Age of Ultron just like yep. well, just to prove they're not in the, the timeline of the Avengers like they just at the Battle of New York an army of red Corvetted Coulson shows up <laughs> <laughs> They like they take they take the missile from Iron Man like we got this and just an army of Colsons goes through the portal the flying car it's just so dumb I'm sorry we're getting way off uh off of Shield here uh, anyway they were the point is they can do lots of things and lots of cool ideas and I'm interested to see where they'll go with it uh, <laughs> Let's see they could make it or they could call it
0: instead of CAC because you know. We don't like that word. Uh, it could be cackle. Considerable amount of Coulson's and Lola.
1: <laughs> Wait, which one's Lola? Sorry. Who's, Who's Lola? Lola's the car. Oh, yeah. Cackle.
0: I forgot the name. I had to look it up.
1: Yeah, that I was trying to, was trying to pull it when I was talking about them flying into the portal, but I couldn't remember Lola's name. Uh, where, where? It's been a long time since we've seen Lola. Well, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Yeah, I feel like they took Lola out because it seemed silly (laughs) right isn't that the that's the premise of the show though is that it's silly i i I think that's true in the first episode a little bit but i do think that uh maybe that's not fully true throughout like it does it seems like not anymore yeah it's not that silly of a show anymore that's fair yeah yeah
0: I was about to read that and you took it
1: away. I did it on purpose. I realized that should be in the, for next week I know.
0: for for next week. All right. So next time Drew Grex says I am
1: speechless. Is that all he says? Yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I mean, there is the rest of the email, but that count that contradicts what he said in the first sentence. Yeah. We don't want to be contradictory. Yeah. Let's move on. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> what, what, what else
1: does Drew Grex have to say?
0: he says i have never cried during a tv show much less three times in a tv show wow elizabeth has elizabeth henstridge was able to deliver hilarious one-liners a great murder mystery and a heartbreaking death i'm so ready for her to move up the spectrum to direct a loki episode and then do avengers (laughs) five Enoch's death hit me more than i thought it would he just took out his heart without so much as a second thought that truly shows how much he's grown since he kidnapped the team and took them to the future in the final moments of season four he loves the team so much i really thought we would see Fitz this week now i don't think we'll see him until the sorry now i don't think we'll see him until the series finale on august 12th i just think that would be best for the story it was about damn time for Sousa and Daisy to kiss. And in my opinion, Chloe Bennett is a step up from Haley Atwell. And that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. This is a great
1: podcast. As it always has been, Drew. Oh, as it always has been. Thank you, Drew. That is very kind and very heartbreaking way to end your email. <laughs> I agree. And I'm not sure that Chloe Bennett is a step up from Haley Atwell. I would put them about equal. I, I think that Beauty... <laughs> Is in the eye of the beholder, and I will not. That's true. I will not uh, attempt to try to uh, g- give them a hierarchy, but they—they—they uh, are they, both beautiful women, and he's a—he's a lucky man. This Sousa, I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: give—I'll give, I'll, I'll give Haley Atwell the edge, um, mainly because I'm a sucker for an English accent.
0: That's fair. That's fair. It does go a long way. Mm-hmm. That and she pulls off the pinup up look. Yeah, yeah. Like real. Plus, she's
1: badass without any superpowers. Oh, that's true. It's true. Yeah, she is. She is the strong, just strong regular lady, and that's pretty badass.
0: (laughs) Regular lady.
2: Come on, (laughs) she's got a lot of fiber. (laughs) She stood up to Tommy Lee Jones.
1: (laughs) She did indeed, and only only the uh, most expert strong ladies can do that. Strong anyone's can do that.
0: Yeah, he's got a uh, he's got a certain presence. Yeah, for sure. I've seen Batman forever.
1: <laughs> weird, weird pull for, for his yeah. presence.
0: That
1: a very different presence of that Tommy Lee Jones.
0: That really was uh, probably not my favorite Two-Face. Yeah. Like if, if I... <laughs> if I had to rank him, if we're ranking anything, yeah. it would be that he is not my favorite two-faces.
1: <laughs> let's let's not rank women's appearance. Let's uh, let's, rank let's rank Tommy rank Lee Jones' two-faces. Two <laughs> or no, let's rank all the two-faces and put Tommy Lee Jones squarely at the bottom. Uh, yep. He's just in such a... Uh, coming off of Batman Returns, I mean, he's just... I uh, don't think it was Tommy Lee Jones' fault. No, no. That movie was probably not his fault but like the direction tommy lee jones could have been a great two-face he like really could have but to give him the direction to just be like this wild maniac is is (laughs) it's just over the top like hey we're in a comic book movie let's yell and scream um okay anyway let's get back to shield sorry we we take so many tangents yes we do
0: so yeah i agree fully that the the direction of this episode elizabeth Hensridge did a phenomenal job. Like we were talking about how, God, excuse me. Like we were talking about how, you know, last week we were like, Hey, you know, this could be a, this looks like a horror episode. And, you know, most directorial debuts are in horror. Uh, It makes sense that that would kind of go this way because it's, you know, it's easy and the, the effects are, are more fun. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like she went in a horror direction. I think it was, it was, very much a suspense plus like this was, it
1: felt like some of everything. No, this is one of the hardest tones to strike, which is yeah, comedy action, sadness, like all of that put rolled together where there's like a real, there's real stakes on the line. Uh, there's really, really funny moments and tearful moments. And as, as, um, uh, was it, was it drew that just said that, uh, he, he has never cried at a TV show, much less three times. And he cried at this three times. Uh, and there's three very valid reasons to cry in this episode. Yeah. There's a considerable amount of
0: valid reasons.
1: <laughs> considerable <laughs> amount of validity.
0: As far as writing goes, the choice, whenever Daisy wakes up and goes through the whole loop, and then, um, you know, at the beginning of the episode... Yeah. And then goes through the loop again and she goes to Coulson and he's like, how many times did it take you to figure it out this time? Like, oh shit, we got here in the middle of it. Yeah. Like she's already in the thick of it and she's having to discover it. And this has happened so many times before.
1: Yep. There, Man. That, there's, there was a recent movie and I almost don't want to tell you what it is because it'll spoil well, I guess I have to because you won't go watch it unless I do but if I tell you it kind of spoils it what a weird predicament to be in um, just telling you right now that this this movie is, is a thing uh, is going to spoil part of the movie uh, but there's a movie on Hulu right now called Palm Springs
0: damn it
1: what I don't know I haven't watched it yet Oh. never heard of it. All right. Well, it involves like the only thing I'm going to spoil, which is the entire thing is that it is a movie about time loops like this. And it does a similar thing where, uh, and it was the first time I'd ever seen this, which is what I thought was super clever about Palm Springs. And then I found out this actually kind of did it, you know, this did it as well long before Palm Springs came out. they filmed this episode, but the idea of starting yourself in time loops and then finding out someone else is already in the time loop with you and has already been looping, uh, which is the Coulson of it all right here. Um, the Coulson of it all. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that happens in Palm Springs as well. And I was like, man, that's such a clever idea. It's, it's like joining... Uh, it's as if someone else had joined Bill Murray halfway through Groundhog Day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then go, and then Bill Murray's like the weird mentor figure for the time loop, which is super effective because for one thing, it it saves you some time. You know what I mean? In the storytelling, because you've got this guy who can just tell you a lot of the d- download a lot of the information for you. Um, I I I think that's super clever. Idea And it's really, really well done here. And it's really well done in Palm Springs. We, we've actually talked about covering Palm Springs on bingers assemble because it's really good. So if you guys want to check out Palm Springs, we're going to with me and me and David Robertson. We're talking about covering it on a uh, bingers assemble as just a, a, a good movie to cover.
0: Cool.
2: I'll check it out All right, tonight.
1: Yeah,
0: it's good. <laughs> you got nothing else going on, right? Exactly. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Enrico Versace no
1: no 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 he says could you please read no. this email my Jar Jar Binks voice <laughs> you don't have to no. if you don't want to I'm not going to sounds like if just, you do man. I'm hanging up <laughs> I can't be associated with that I'm sorry
0: <laughs> I cannot lower myself to that what I'm gonna do and he typed it all like Jar Jar ugh why would you do this to me <laughs> so-
1: Okay. So read it in a very normal voice, so so as to avoid the jar jar of it all. Uh, but, yeah. but but read it with all of the uh, all of the. No, I'm going words. to. That's exactly how going to happen. So here we go. Enrico, here's Enrico's feedback.
0: Should I do this in the in the Enoch
1: voice that I keep throwing out there? Right, so Enoch voice, but with the wording of Jar Jar. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Perform that. I love it. Dear MCU cast, Misa really enjoyed
0: this episode. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Misa really enjoyed this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's uh, probably the best one, in Misa's opinion. (laughs) Better than the 100% episode when all Lisa monoliths made that fear dimension. Misa thinks what makes this episode bombatastic <laughs> that Lisa took a little detour from the story, sort of, to focus on the characters and their the struggles with the time engine. <laughs> Misa has fallen in moy love with them over the years. <laughs> this is too
1: much. <laughs>
0: They've just become easy to connect to, Sa, and no personal inner focus has been wasted. Misa wasn't always a fan of Daisy, but after we found out she was an Inhuman, her character become more richer and complex. God, this is so difficult. Even the newer characters like Deke and Enoch were ones Misa found quickly interesting and hilarious. Any speculation as to why Daisy was able to remember the previous time jumps? Misa originally thought it was because she was an inhuman, but Yo Yo didn't remember. It's a don't even make a whole lot of sense why. Colson was able to remember. Yes, he is a machine, but Enoch is like a half machine or more, and he didn't remember. Hisa did, however, know that apparently all of the team is going to die. Is that because him, Simmons, and Fitz created this time engine, Yusa thinks? I'm starting to get angry at this. <laughs> Misa thinks it was a little of plot convenience that she and Coulson remembered. They so are like two main characters of the series, and putting them through this crisis of watching everyone die again and again made it more interesting, Sa. So. As for Simmons, I believe that moment that she became muy, muy sad was <laughs> she remembered where Fitz was or what might happen to the team when they so apparently all die. Love to hear your thoughts, and Misa feel really bomb-bad that Misa put you through reading that in that voice. Thanks, and keep on podcasting, (laughs) Enrico. You know what, Enrico? I don't know if I'm going to. (laughs) I think I'm going to stop
1: forever now. I'm not not sure forgiveness is possible for that. Uh, (laughs) That was very very fun to make, make Jeff do that.
0: I dropped the Enoch voice like really early the, through there i was just like no i
1: can't i can't do that to enoch that no oh. yeah um so as for why i mean i liked that in this episode they like give it a real hand wavy explanation because at least they they sort of attempt at it but don't really because there isn't a good explanation it's definitely just plot they just want that's this is the story they wanted to tell so, and, and this was a really important story for Coulson and Daisy, like really, really important for both their characters. Um, but I liked how they hand waved it and just said, maybe it's cause we're the only ones sleeping in futuristic sleeping pods. <laughs> yeah. It was basically just, I don't know, man, That this could be a good reason, I guess. Yeah. Let's say every time the time loop starts, here's my head cannon, since that's, that's part of my function on the podcast Uh, every time the time loop starts there is a a damage done to a certain part of the brain that makes them forget the time loop like it makes them you know, forget the last few minutes and every time it happens that happens but because uh, Coulson's a machine it doesn't happen to him Uh, never mind that doesn't make sense because Enoch is also a machine maybe Enoch does remember but he's trying to prevent them from removing the thing anyway
0: Coulson's recharging and
1: oh, he's DC's powered down, yeah. It's true, he's powered yeah. down. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the healing thing, like whatever part is damaged is healed by, by the pod, but then uh, that doesn't make sense for Enoch. Uh, one's powered down. Enoch,
2: acting like he doesn't remember, would, go, would fall in line with his programming to kill anybody or stop that, that um, thing being removed from, from Simmons' neck.
1: Well, every time, don't I, you think? No, I think he's only programmed to do that if someone tries to take it out. Um, if if that were the case, he would he would remember and go after them every time they wanted to do it because they definitely trick him multiple times and yeah. and get it out. So he would remember that they were trying. So he definitely forgets as well. But oh god, yeah, <laughs> that would be even scarier if if Enoch remembered every time.
0: Yeah, and they like they woke up to Enoch hunting them
1: yes that would
2: be worse that would have been good
0: I don't know that that would have worked out though because like the first time that she died he would have like just gone to straight to her pod and she would have woken up to Enoch killing her
1: Mm-hmm. Enoch kills her every 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a darker episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: <laughs> that'd be a horrible time loop to get caught in
1: Oh, I will. Yeah, I will say. So I'm fine with the hand wavy reason for them being in there. The thing that I don't like, and there is a big flaw in this episode. <laughs> okay, so Yo-Yo is stuck in the ship. They try for one loop to get her out of the ship. Once she's already in, trapped in the Quinjet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then late and they, they act like it's just impossible. Like, oh, I guess she's stuck there. But then later in the episode, she is in the fight against Enoch multiple times. It doesn't make any sense. It, the like yeah, it just doesn't make sense. That's well, that's it, a huge flaw. It, it, I, it took too long. I know, but it, apparently not the times where they let her uh, they let her fight Enoch. Eh Maybe they they were
0: like, all right, right from the start, I'm going to go wake up Coulson. I'm going to go, you know, he's going to go get her out. And then we're immediately all going to, like, I'll break off to go talk to the rest of the team. We're going to try to stop Enoch.
1: Right. But I'm just saying they right. abandoned that plan to take Yo-Yo out. He says, I'll try that on the next loop. And then they say, it's too impossible. It took the entire loop to get her out. But, like, clearly it's not. And then and then yeah. the same reason they they gave for not trying to use her, which was like not enough time, was the same reason the last the first the plan didn't work the first time. He's like, "All right, same thing but faster." Um it could have done that same cuz he's like sitting there having a conversation with Yo-Yo while he's trying to get her out. I'm just like it's not a huge deal, but like I was kind of annoyed that they said they could they there was no way they could get her out of the ship and then they apparently solve that off-screen somehow, which I think the the answer to that is to like just radio, radio radio to Yo-Yo and tell her to get off the ship before it gets stuck, before the door gets jammed or whatever, because that happens a few seconds into the loop. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I think uh, I think they didn't want Yo-Yo complicating things with her super speed power because. If she could be told how to do the thing quickly, like connect it this
1: way and blah, blah, blah. And she would just do it. Yeah, exactly. And then I think they just like, that's, that's a meta reason for them not to get her out of the ship. And then the, the other meta thing is they don't want, they didn't want to have that big fight scene without her. Cause it was like all hands on deck. Let's all fight. It looks cool if yo Yo's there. And so they brought her in, but like never explained why those two things weren't mutually exclusive. And they should, they yeah. seemed like they should have been. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I, I mean, how did Enoch get her, like kill her? Because she's got the she's so fast. Why couldn't she just avoid anything
0: he did? Yeah, you she know? just ran into his fist over and over again. Which <laughs> that's that's a great
1: point, Matthew. But it's also just really funny that he did. You know, like yeah. <laughs> that, like that's that's how powerful Enoch is. Like we need everybody, even Yo Yo, and like it's a really funny joke. I love the joke, but it does annoy me that like. They said they couldn't get her out, and then they clearly get her out for that fight. It'd be
0: even funnier though if, like, we saw everybody laying on top of each other, all bloodied, and Deke was there, just dead, and you just hear Yo-Yo like, "Boo, boo, boo, guys, do, 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 let (laughs) me out!" (laughs) Like, I think that that
1: could be a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: totally. That would have been hilarious.
1: All right, what's uh, Spencer got to say? Spencer says, Matt and Jeff, as
0: always, I love your podcast. I have especially enjoyed it during this MCU drought. Uh, I have loved season seven of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and each episode of this season just feels like such fan service and so much payoff. I love it. Theory, all caps. In season five, everyone knew of Quake as the destroyer of worlds. It was the reputation that precedes Daisy and sort of haunted her all season. But in Season 7, with Nathaniel Malik kind of referring to himself as Quake, I got to thinking, what if Nathaniel is the Quake that everyone heard of in Season 5, and he was the Destroyer of Worlds, and everyone just thought it was Daisy? And the S.H.I.E.L.D. team, time-traveling to change the events, actually put themselves into a different timeline, which would kind of explain why Infinity War slash Endgame wasn't referenced. And now that they're time traveling again, they may have somehow aligned with our current MCU's timeline, setting them up for the events of Infinity War's Endgame or getting to the Battle of New York, a beautiful circle, and then see Loki use the Tesseract to escape in Endgame, and they follow him, leading to the Loki series. I'm thinking slash writing this from memory, and I haven't looked back at the episodes to back this theory up. I love a lot of your theories that you've come up with, uh, but I got to thinking that some of this theory may fill in some cracks. Keep doing what you're doing. I love all the content until next time.
1: Hmm. This is an interesting theory. The idea that they were in the Avengers timeline, uh, then then this entire season, really this entire few seasons has been like bringing them back into alignment. That's an interesting thought they have now that they've done time travel twice. But really what that means is the version of these people that would have to exist in that final Avengers timeline would have had to go through all these other timelines to create that final timeline. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm not even going to attempt to logic it. It doesn't none of it can be logic, Matt. It, it's but it, b- b- why? But why? There is no logic in this place. <laughs>
2: Just go along for the ride. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just gonna let it happen around me (laughs) i'm really interested to see what they'll what they'll how they will decide to make that work or not it's real cool
0: if they decide to make that work
1: yeah true
0: they could just not even reference any of the
1: movies and just do their own thing absolutely this this could end in the like late 80s with nathaniel malik like that could be the whole story (laughs) (laughs) it's all just
0: an origin story of nathaniel malik
1: yeah I love the idea of Robo Coulson chasing Loki into the, into the thing. Can you imagine how cool it would be in a Loki series um, for Loki to have been arrested by the TVA? Right. And he's like dealing with it. And like Coulson comes in to interview him. He's like, didn't I just kill you? And he's like, you're not the only one that gets pulled out of the timeline. Uh you you're, you're not the only one that's been through some time travel shenanigans or something you know like reference agents of shield on the loki series while very strictly <laughs> talking to to like you know uh the exact character who killed him like I'd love to see Coulson interact with Loki again.
0: Yeah,
2: that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I just I recently watched uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie again uh, because the kids hadn't seen it. So (laughs) when you when you say you know Loki turns to him and and mentions that he he thought he killed him, my first thought was Pirates of the Caribbean line: "You're supposed to be dead, am I not? (laughs) (laughs) Am I not?" So that was uh, that was my first thought. So thank you
1: for taking me to a Pirates of the Caribbean place again. Always, anytime. (laughs) <laughs> all right well let's watch this trailer for the next episode okay well that trailer was interesting what do you guys think that was a trailer yeah i I, I don't know that
2: uh um what's his face best old quakes power is gonna is gonna be around after next episode
1: you think did uh, I get a clue that he might die
2: I well it looks to me like yo-yo grabs a knife and stabs
1: him. Hmm. Maybe. But that's that's assuming a lot of things though. He's already stolen Quake's powers. I would assume if he's been looking for inhumans which apparently he just found a whole army of them he's going to try to incorporate more powers into himself. So I bet he's harder to kill than we think.
0: Yeah, but I, you know, with Yo-Yo not having to pop back to where she started from, uh, and not having really a limit on her super speed. Yeah, she's super powerful now. She's uh, a lot more powerful.
2: Yeah, but then again, you also see the guy blipping him away, and that blue blue ball. Yeah,
0: yeah. It looks like he uh, he gave um, the young Garrett. A uh the Gordon teleporting
1: power. Yeah. Oh, is that who that was in that shot? Yeah, that was Bill Paxson's son. Oh wow. Yeah, Nathaniel uh Mlenar sent us a thing He said, uh sent us a, that news report that Bill Paxson's son, James Paxon, was just revealed that he'll be making an appearance in next week's episode of Shield. And he said this is interesting, probably playing a young John Garrett. Even if not, it's cool to have him on. Bill Paxton is a legend, Um, so I think that's really neat. Is Uh, Anarchy a character in the comic books? We have not been able to find that. What I think I don't think so. There are there are a number of characters named Anarchy, but none that seem related to this. Uh, What I think is interesting about Anarchy. And it also ties in well with the first season of Daisy's view of S.H.I.E.L.D. So S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be about preserving freedom. And Hydra is about control, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. like all the seasons up till now I've been, they're facing this enemy in Hydra. What I think is interesting about having them face uh, anarchy in this last episode, and I don't know if they're going to really get into this, but it's kind of them facing an opposite enemy. Someone who outflanks them on the other side of freedom, you know. Someone who wants oh, yeah. to bring down uh, control uh, systems of control, and who views Shield as a system of control. Um, unlike what um, the way the way that Hydra views Shield, it's just sort of like the all opposite ideological perspective, I guess. Yeah. Sky had this view of Shield when she first started. She wanted to like throw off the control that was Shield, and now with this uh, with Nathaniel taking on anarch the the Moniker Anarchy, or his his organization taking on the Moniker Anarchy, it is like sort of like is Shield the overpowered thing that. Uh, that it that it is or is it like uh, a necessary protector you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's what that's what daisy thought of it when she first joined or when she first encountered them and now this anarchy is sort of like it's not that far off from what uh daisy was in the first season um ideologically at least yeah and it seems like so long ago yeah right. so she's gone gone through a whole lot of changes Gone through a whole, and and very much she is the control yeah. that she hated in the beginning. And what does that mean? And she will she have questions about that? If, especially facing her sister who is being you know indoctrinated into this this idea of anarchy, you know?
2: Yeah, it's a far cry from operating out of the back of a van.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. I don't. I don't know what else to say about it other than you know.
1: But is it Thursday yet? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't wait till watch it on Thursday for sure. Uh, it, it looked like Anna, um, Daisy's sister is pretty. Has gone pretty far down that road. She was. It looked like she was torturing a man by putting her flame hands on his face and burning him. Yeah. And had already been doing it and looked like she was going to do it again. That's pretty dark. Well, that looked like um,
0: Lee, the guy that was like the, the dagger guy uh, that uh, I guess he was running afterlife. The Ying was talking mm-hmm. to you the whole time. Um, she burned his face. In, oh, was that
1: Lee? I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah, she burned his face. Like that in last week's episode.
1: So in the episode oh, coming, yeah. it looks like she's doing that more. Golly, that looked rough. Yeah. So I wonder how much time has passed. Is his face still looks like that? Uh, either they might not have time jumped very far, or they might um, they might be telling more of Xia Ying and um, Gordon and Lee's story from the last where we last left them.
2: yeah 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 well but then again burn scars are kind of permanent
1: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure but they don't she he looked singed like his his skin was still black and singed which looked like looked like it was fresh i I may be wrong but it looked very fresh to me um yeah uh the other thing that this uh makes me wonder, you know, you, you mentioned it at the very beginning, Matthew is like, uh, Nathaniel might not make it past this episode. And, um, that's, that, that really is the question is Nathaniel going to be this, you know, season, season ending show ending villain that they're going to have to face, or is it going to be something very different and we're going to close off the storyline with the next episode or two and then get into some sort of end game for the show you know and I think that is likely I think that Nathaniel might be something that gets cleaned up over the next episode or two uh, and still has repercussions because I I think they're going to have bigger things to deal with and more thematically appropriate things to deal with in the final two episodes I guess
0: they're obviously going to have to uh, to take out Daisy because um, she's gonna go nuts. Um, you know this this power that got taken from her that she still kind of has um, she's gonna she's gonna be pissed and she's gonna implement this system of control like you're saying that she hated before, but now she sees it's necessary and they're gonna have to take her down. The whole team is gonna have to come
1: together. That's that's definitely the way the show will end with Daisy on the wrong side. Yes. And, yep. Uh Simmons killing yet another one of her friends.
2: Yep. The show's gonna end with uh with the shot of the world broken apart. The- <gasps> from Daisy. Yeah. That would
1: be and really, the- really, really
2: to, that's a that's the last scene, fade to black,
1: <laughs> nothing else. So they, they just create a time loop between season five and season seven that's like perpetuating, like closing yeah. the loop. I hate that idea, but dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something we didn't mention earlier, and I, I, I'm sad that we didn't mention it earlier than now, but like Coulson's, th- there's, a, there's a line, I, I just had it written down and I forgot to mention it. Um, there's a great line when, They're talking to Enoch in his death moments, and they say, you know, you're a part of that uh, cycle, like every living thing. And then Daisy looks at Coulson, and it's just him acknowledging that she's not only talking to Enoch, but talking to him as also Mr. Robot. Um, I just, I really loved that moment like fully being there for enoch but also communicating to colson his value i thought that was amazing
2: yeah you know what stuck out about that in my in my head was when enoch said and i should have said this earlier but enoch said you know um he was my best friend and daisy looks at him and says yeah you were a good friend too it was like oh you were his mm-hmm. best friend you were a good friend, but you, but he may have been your best friend, but you weren't his. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't think she meant it that way, but yeah, what she says, uh, she says you were a good friend to him. You were a good friend to all of us. Like just, I think that's more of a quality. Like you were a, you were, a, you were a good version of a, whatever friendship you had with us. But yeah, yeah yep. I, I, get, I get you. He loves you too you- as a friend. <laughs> I
2: I took it as a oh wow sucks to be you
1: (laughs) I didn't take it that way poor Enoch (laughs) it is pretty true that Fitz did not seem to like Enoch the way that Enoch liked him I mean I think he did he liked Enoch and Enoch definitely won his uh, affections by the end but like ah, I'm just I'm really sad that we won't get Fitz and Enoch together again you never know yeah, it's true. That could you be a version of Enoch that's stuck with fits That is true. That is true. Maybe they printed another Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> considerable I don't know what they Amount of Enochs. So Enoch is an LMD. Amount e- considerable amount of Enochs and fits So, what is that? C- ca- cafe. F- cafe. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Fitz and Enoch. They're at the cafe. They're at the considerable amount of Fitz and Enoch's. (laughs) (laughs) Fitz and Enoch are at the considerable amount of Fitz and Enoch's.
0: Yeah, that's where you get them.
1: (laughs) All right. Pick them up at the store. (laughs) I think we've officially uh, overstayed our welcome. Uh, Alright guys, well thank you so much for joining us we will be back to talk about SHIELD next week uh, thank you for jo- coming on Matthew anything you want to tell the people uh, to check out anything you want to plug
2: um, thanks for having me guys this has been an honor um, as you've mentioned before and I really appreciate the, the ad that you guys did um, I run a nonprofit, Pennies for Quarters and we, are, we own some property and we are working on building tiny houses for homeless veterans in our area so if people want to go on penniesforquarters.org uh, and check it out, I'd greatly appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. I, I, I love that. Please, guys, check out penniesforquarters.com. Uh, Is that right you said? Dot org. Dot org. Dot org, sorry. And it's spelled out, right? Pennies for quarters. Correct. Spelled out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Sweet. You guys check it out. Um, it's, it's a really, really great great cause uh helping you know homeless veterans transition back to life here so yeah all right guys well we are Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, all those places. All we're mcucast everywhere. Uh, Or just go to strandedpanda.com where you can find all of our shows, all of our things, all those things. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, We've had a blast having you. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Until next time,
0: true believers.